This is episode number 60 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannert. Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you eliminate public speaking fear and become leaders within their industry by becoming a more professional speaker and a more confident presenter. This is episode number 60. And on this episode, I'm going to show you a few simple things that you can do to deliver your presentations without any notes whatsoever and to memorize your entire speech in as little as three minutes. And in fact, at the very end, I'm going to relay a story about how I actually use the techniques I'm going to talk about here to memorize my ent an entire keynote as I was being introduced <laughs> to give that keynote. So it's, it, it doesn't really take a whole lot of time at all. Um, and if you stick around for like the last, I don't know, say five minutes or so of the podcast, I'm going to share a really simple little memory trick that you can use that will help you memorize anything in just a few minutes. So it's really cool. So make sure and stick around for that. The podcast is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can receive all of the new episodes when they're released. In addition, if you go to our new YouTube channel, if you just go to YouTube and search for Fearless Presentations, you can be one of our inaugural subscribers uh, because we recently created an entirely separate YouTube account just for Fearless Presentations. And we're putting some really nice videos up that can can really help you in becoming a, a better speaker. So by the way, we also have a number of Fearless Presentations classes coming up before the end of the year. Uh, some of those classes are in cities like Tampa and Phoenix and Atlanta, Detroit, Seattle, Indianapolis, New York. And then after the after the new year, um, we're going to be in cities like Dallas, L.A., D.C., Kansas City, San Antonio, and, and dozens and dozens of more in the next few months. So just go to fearlesspresentations.com and look for the seminar schedule and you can uh, and you can register for any of those classes. Uh, by the way, just so you know, we are going to have a price increase on January 1st. So if you register for any of those classes for next year. If you register, register before January 1st, then you'll get the, the current price. Um, so just seeing, just as a, as a quick heads up for some, for those, those of you who've been listening for a while. Uh, so let's get on with today's podcast. So on this session, we're going to show you some things that you can do to help you improve your memory. And in fact, I'm going to show you some ways that you can memorize an entire speech from start to finish in in just a couple of minutes. And I, I'm going to cover a couple of things that are, are really kind of cool. Um, the, one of the stories that I'll tell later on as we kind of get to that part of the, of the session is about how I designed an entire presentation just before I was going to go up and give a keynote speech. And, and I actually memorized the entire thing in the couple of that, like the 30 or 45 seconds that it took me to walk up to the front. So it's, uh, you don't want to miss that. And then also I'm going to show you the technique that I used to do that. That technique is a really cool, easy way. It's been around for a while, by the way. It's, it's not something that we invented and it's something that is, is probably one of the most freak, frequently used memory techniques 
that uh, professional people who do memory stuff kind of use in order to, to memorize things. So um, the, basically, you can break down how to how to memorize your entire speech into just a few really simple key things that you need to do. The very first thing is really not what you need to do. It's more about what you need to avoid doing anyway. You don't want to try to write out an entire speech word for word, and you don't want to try to memorize an entire speech word for word. That is like the absolute worst thing that you can do. Because when you write out a speech word for word, a couple of things will happen. Most likely, you're going to want to to read it in the, in the beginning. And most of the time, the way that we do that is that we just go and we just make a bunch of additional content in our in our visual aids. So we'll just put a, a bunch of additional bullet points into a PowerPoint slideshow or something like that. And then it's just a it's it basically becomes a delivery style where you just read, click, read, click, read, click, read, click, read, click, and it becomes really unbelievably boring because it's really hard to keep the attention of an audience if you're if you're reading something to them. And so even if you're reading a sentence or reading a bullet point and then you step away for just a couple of seconds and, and clarify that, well, as soon as you go back to that bullet point again, it's it's really it's the same thing. So the more that the more content that you're putting in your in your visual aids, it's kind of counterproductive because it will actually make you kind of want to want to write the presentation almost word for word. Now, in addition to that, you don't want to try to memorize the entire thing word for word. So a lot of times what folks will do is they'll say, God, man, when I read this thing, oh, it just sounds horrible. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to memorize this entire speech word for word. And it can be the, the challenge with that is that you already are going to be nervous, most likely. You're going to be nervous when you get up to speak. And so if, you, if you're trying to memorize your speech, you're trying to remember every single word, you're going to trip yourself up because you're going to try to say the words that you prepared exactly the way that you prepared them. And, and the moment you kind of trip yourself up on one of those, panic sets in. So you're already nervous and that nervousness just kind of sh- just shoots through the roof. Um, there's a famous uh, motivational speaker. Her name is Patricia Fripp. And she says, you don't want to memorize. You want to internalize your presentation. So internalize that presentation. Don't, don't try to memorize the entire presentation word for word. Um, so one of the things that, that we teach in, in our classes is, is to, is the, the first step or, you know, basically once you avoid writing your presentation word for word and trying to memorize your presentation word for word, how do you, now how do you design your presentation? So we have our, the people that go through our classes start with a quick outline. And as long as it's a really, really good outline, you can design a very, very effective speech fairly quickly. And the, um, the tips that we like to give people in when they're designing their outline is, it's better to cover a few things really well than to cover a bunch of stuff in a cursory fashion. <laughs> so, so we, we encourage people to, it, to design their entire speeches around maybe three key bullet points or four key bullet points at the max, maybe five points. So if you have only five bullet points and you're covering each one of those really, really well, it's going to make it much more interesting for your audience. It's also going to make it easier for you to memorize the things that, that you want to say. Cause it basically, if you, if you can, it, you, the four or five things that you want to memorize, even if you don't have a visual aid, if you, even if you don't have a PowerPoint slideshow, you can use the memory technique that we're going to show you later that will help you kind of in, in a, in a really, really effective way. Um, an analogy or an example that I like to use that, that, kind of explains this pretty well is way, way, way back in, I don't know, the fifties or sixties, there was a a TV show called I love Lucy. 
And now, by the way, that's way before my time is so I'm getting old, but I'm not that old yet. But my little brother and I used to watch reruns of it when we were when we were kids. But when the, the, the one of the most famous episodes of the I Love Lucy show was when um, Lucy and I think her friend's name was Ethel. Um, basically, they were they were working on an assembly line at, at a chocolate factory. And at the very and all they had to do was take the chocolates off the conveyor belt and put them into boxes and wrap up the boxes. And pretty simple because it was the, the conveyor belt was coming fairly slow and the the challenge was though is that as the day started going on and they weren't able to keep up they got off track just a little bit in the beginning and because the chocolates kept coming they started stacking up and it, it it's hilarious if you've never seen that episode it's it's a really funny way to kind of show that when when people get bombarded with too much stuff too fast they kind of get overwhelmed and that's what happened to happens to your audience as well so if you're giving them too many bullet points if you're giving them too much content if you're giving them too many different ideas they're really not going to process any of it it's going to overwhelm them and they're going to feel kind of frustrated when they leave so like i said it's a whole lot better to cover a few bullet points in a in, in an, a really effective way than to cover a whole bunch of bullet points in a in a cursory way. So do like Patricia Fripp says, you want to internalize your presentation. Don't memorize it. And an easy way to do that is to limit the content down to just a few key things. So uh, the next thing that you that you can do is once you have that nice outline set up, you you can use your own personal examples or things from your own experience as ways to reinforce each one of those bullet points. So if you, I mean, for instance, if you if you're going to be giving a presentation about something that you do on a day to day basis, all you really have to do is just give a quick example of any time in your career that you've done that one thing. And a lot of times this is where people kind of get tripped up as well because they say, well, why would anybody want to hear a story about what I do? This is the stuff I do on a day-to-day basis. So why would anybody care about that? You'd be surprised at how effective you will be at persuading people if you're using examples from your own personal experience, because what's common to you is uncommon to other people, especially people that are outside of your industry. So if they see you as being an expert on that particular topic, by you telling them success stories about what you've done, it makes it a whole lot easier for them to, to believe you. It's a whole lot easier for them to, to understand and get a really good grasp of what you're trying to get across to them. The reason why stories are really helpful, especially when you're trying to memorize your presentation, is that if you're talking about something from your own personal experience, all you really have to do is play the video in your head of that event as it happened. So just picture it in your mind and then just describe to the audience what happened. You just kind of give them the details about that specific incident. It's really, really easy to do and you don't have to memorize anything because it's already up there already. So the neat thing about that particular technique is that that if, if, a, if a story takes you a minute and a half to two minutes to deliver and you've got, let's say you've got five bullet points and you give one or two stories for each one, that's a 25 minute talk. 30 minute talk, maybe, you know, so so it it can give you a lot of content without having to memorize hardly anything at all. So it makes it a whole lot easier for for the audience to 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 kind of grasp what it is that you're talking about. And it makes it easier for you to deliver it. So I mentioned that I actually have used that technique. So basically creating a, a really quick outline and then just using stories as a way to kind of create my presentation and then there's a, there's a, f- a fourth thing that I'm going to share with you in just a moment. It's the memory technique that will help you. And I'll, 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 sh- I'll share the story first and then I'll kind of tell you what I did. So I was 
I was um, hired to do a keynote speech in Chicago. This was, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago. And the because because it was a keynote speech, they hired me or they they we signed the contract in, I don't know, March or so of the year. But I was actually delivering the presentation in November. So it was a good, you know, six, seven, eight months, something like that from the time that we I talked to the person who hired me. And then the time that I actually came in and, and gave the presentation and I, and I took lots of notes. I, you know, I kind of organized my thoughts as soon as as soon as we, we signed the contract. And so I had the I had the presentation, you know, pretty well outlined. But since there was so much time, I kind of put those notes aside and kind of stuck them in my desk somewhere and, and just kind of forgot where I put them. So anyway, so I'm flying to the to the uh, to the speech. I'm flying from DFW to Chicago, which is you know, a little over a couple hours or so. And because I'm really good at designing presentations from scratch, because I, I know how to do this stuff really, really quickly. I'm kind of jotting my ideas and my outline on a cocktail nap, a napkin on American Airlines. I kind of stick the cocktail napkin. So what I came up with, because this was a, a sales association that I was speaking to, I, I the uh, topic that I came up with was um uh, how to uh, design sales presentations very quickly. Figure, heck, that would be a, a pretty cool technique to, to use. So I kind of jotted my ideas down. I stuck that in my pocket, went to the, got, got off the, the plane, took a cab into the, to the location, had an hour or so to kind of mingle. There was like a, some hors d'oeuvres and, and stuff like that. So I was kind of walking around and I was networking with the folks that were in the room and uh, they said, Oh, you're the keynote speaker. And I said, yeah, that, yeah, I am. She said, and like the folks were kind of saying, well, what, what are you speaking about? And I said, well, how to design sales presentations very quickly. And they're like, Oh my God, that's fantastic. Fantastic. I'm glad. I'm glad you're, you're covering that. And so the, the person who hired me uh, had me. It took me over into the, a separate part of the of the uh, meeting room where all of the chairs were, and I was sitting on the front row. and And on every one of the the um, the seats, it had a uh, a media guy. I mean, like a, a like a a. Um, uh, an agenda, right? So it, had, it it was just a, a photocopied kind of agenda. And I was like, oh, cool, something for my media kit. So I, I kind of picked up that agenda and I look and it says, keynote speaker, Doug Standard, five way topic, five ways to increase your sales in a down economy. And I'm like, ooh, great. And as soon as I saw the title, I looked up and the guy who was going to be introducing me was already walking up to the front. And I'm thinking, oh my God, holy crap, <laughs> what am I going to do? And I'm like, okay, Doug, Chill out. You do this for a living. And I started thinking back to those that outline that I'd created, because once I saw the title, I mean, it was really easy for me to kind of come up with the outline. I couldn't remember all of the content that I designed, you know, six or seven years, six, six or seven months prior, because that was, you know, it, it was quite some time. But all I really needed was the outline. So once I had the outline done, I used the memory technique that I'll show you guys how to do in just a minute to uh, to to kind of put the sync, sync that into my memory. And then the whole time I was up there, I would basically give a bullet point and then I would use the stories from my own personal experience to reinforce each one of those bullet points. And I told probably two, three, four stories for each one of the, the five bullet points that that I that I um, kind of mentioned. And of course, I'm kind of throwing in some analogies and stuff like that, too, to make it to make it fun and interesting. But for the most part, it was just kind of speaking from my own personal experience. At the end of the presentation, I got a great round of applause and I'm, and I'm, and I'm kind of trying to get out but because I'm thinking, oh, my God, I don't know how well I did. I don't know if they really like this or not. I mean, getting good feedback, but, you know, I just want to make sure I, I kind of cut out fairly quickly. And the guy who hired me caught me as I was going out the the, the back door or the the, uh, the meeting room door anyway. And he said, Doug, that was fantastic. He said, he said, uh, man, that's the best speech we've heard all year. And I was kind of shocked. And I kind of looked at him and, and I was like, well, you know, I guess 
I guess it was pretty good. He said, in fact, can I hire you to come back next year at this time? Because I'm already working on November of next year's keynote speech as well. And I said, yeah, sure. In fact, I've got a presentation already designed for you. And in fact, it, I, there's the, when I came back the next year, when I came back in that, that next November and gave the speech, I actually gave the speech that I had put um, on the, the cocktail napkin in my pocket. And and uh, and I and a lot of the people that were in that room were in the speech that I gave the previous year. And I told them that whole story about how I wrote that entire speech walking up to the front of the room. And they were shocked. They were they were shocked. So, uh, by the way, I don't suggest you do this. I don't suggest that you use that technique. I mean, it it, it worked for me, but I don't know if I could even today. I'm not even sure I could pull that off again. It's um, you, you definitely want to pre plan your presentations, really prepare. But a good way to do it, though, is is to just do what I did in that situation, create a quick little outline, come up with some stories and examples. And you got a pretty good at least skeleton of a speech that, that you can use. Um, so what was the technique that I used to memorize this? Well, there is a memory technique that's been around for a very, very long time. And it's the memory technique that a lot of professional memory experts use when they're trying to memorize things. And it, it's called a few different things. So some, some folks call it the Roman room and some folks call it the, the palace technique. But basically the, the way that your brain works is that your mind thinks in pictures. So if you have a list of items like say four bullet points or five bullet points or three bullet points or whatever it is that you're trying to remember. If you, if you got a list of items, if you can create an image for, for those items, it, it'll help you remember them a little bit easier. And especially if you're in a room, most rooms have four corners. So if I have four bullet points, all I really have to do is put one of the bullet points in each one of the corners of the room. So, or one of the pictures anyway, that I've created for the bullet points in each one of the rooms, and it makes it a whole lot easier. And then uh, uh, some of the, some of the questions that people ask me sometimes is say, okay, well, okay, great. So you get the, you, so that's help, that helps you remember your outline, but what about the rest of the content? What about the stories that you're going to use? Well, I really don't necessarily have to use a memory technique to remember my stories because one of the easiest ways is that when you when you think about your bullet point, you can just kind of think in your brain, which this is the technique that I used when I was when I was um, kind of flubbed the, the presentation. I, what I used was I would I would just kind of think of that bullet point to myself. And I would say, OK, so what's a good story that I have here? That works pretty well And whatever comes to mind is most likely going to be something fairly good. If you don't trust yourself that much, you can actually create additional pictures for each one of those bullets that will help you clarify the content that you're that you're going to make. So, I, in fact, I'm going to do I'm going to I'm going to help you memorize this entire lesson or this entire episode, and it's the technique that I use to actually deliver it in the last what ten minutes or so, right? The technique is that um, in each one of the four corners of the room here, I put a specific image related to the bullet point that I was going to cover. So the very first bullet point that I was going to cover was about what not to do. Don't memorize your presentation word for word. So I just created an image for myself. I said, well, what image can I use to help help me remember that that's the first bullet point that I'm going to use? And, and the image that I created to put in that corner, that first corner of the room, is a bunch of, of you know, that board game Scrabble? That, that we used to play when we were kids, some, some of us still do. But the, that board game Scrabble, there's, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of boxes of Scrabble, and there's like caution tape wrapped around them. Right. Like or or maybe it's a police line, you know, the do not cross police line. And they're and they're sitting on that corner. So that image helps me remember that, you know, the, the Scrabble board game helps me remember the concept of word for word. 
And then because I put the tape all over it, it makes it, okay, don't memorize your presentation word for word. So that concept is now stuck in my brain because I've created an image for it. On the, um, in the, on the, in the, the second bullet point was, um, was about the outline, right? So the out, so the picture that I used for the outline was I had, I just put a dead body in that corner, right? By the way, the more exaggerated you make these pictures and the more danger you kind of put in them, for some reason, the easier it is to, to remember them. So I put a dead body with a chalk outline around the, the dead body. That's the, the bullet point was, Hey, you need to outline, you know, create an outline for your presentation. Don't try to write it word for word. Um, the, the third bullet, the third bullet point or the third corner of the, of the room, I have a big, huge oversized book of Aesop's fables, Aesop's fables, you know, that's a story book. And so it reminds me that a good technique to use is to use stories. So I don't have to memorize a whole lot of stuff. And then, uh, and then the final one is a Roman soldier. And that in the last corner of the room, there's a Roman soldier kind of standing at it or uh, just standing there like a palace guard. So that helps me remember the concept of the Roman room or the, or the, the palace technique. So now that I've got my four main bullet points, I can go back to each one of these pictures and make them a little bit more elaborate to help me remember some of the concepts that I'm going to, to, to tell you about when I'm, when I cover that. So like, for instance, I go back to that, that Scrabble, the, the Scrabble games with the, with the, um, the, the, uh, caution tape on them. Well, the, the, one of the quotes that I used was, um, I used the, the Patricia Fripp quote, internalize, don't memorize. Well, I mean, I've got that memorizing. It's a very short, easy quote to remember. So I didn't have to use a whole lot of effort to remember that particular quote. But in order for me to remember what quote I'm going to use there, I can put a picture, especially for Patricia Fripp. I don't quote her a whole lot, although she says a lot of good stuff. That's one, but that is one of the quotes that, that I've kind of used quite often. So, um, so I, so what's a picture I can use for the name Patricia Fripp, right? So basically I can just picture, uh, like a cheerleader standing on top of the, of the, uh, Scrabble boxes. Um, and, um, she's, she's patting her chest and then she does a back flip off of the, the Scrabble and lands on the ground. So put Pat, Patricia for Pat, and then she's doing a frip or a flip, right? So so Pat, Patricia flip. It, it just has to be close, just something that will get me close to help me remember or create an image for what I wanted to, to kind of remember there. Uh, for the, the second picture where where I had in the in the corner on the, uh, the, the second corner of the room anyway, I had the outline of the body. Uh, then, well, obviously something killed him. So, so one of the things that I'm the next, the, one of the concepts I'm going to cover that I covered anyway, and that in that bullet point was that you want to limit your key concepts to about five, you know, so your five points is, is about all that you want to give. That's kind of the maximum. So ooh, what's a picture of something that has five points? Well, a star, a star has five points and Stars are also something that you see in um, in kung fu movies that that uh, the the ninjas kind of throw uh, across the the room. And so, if there's a dead body, maybe that dead body now has a has a throwing star, ninja throwing star, and is embedded in his forehead or something like that. Again, the more dangerous you make these, the kind of more gross for some reason. The easier it is to to remember them. But I also covered another piece of evidence there. 
it was the I Love Lucy episode where Lucy was was putting the chocolate in the boxes. So um, in order for me to remember that I'm going to tell a story about I Love Lucy, I just put a heart on that guy. So basically that that dead body maybe has his arms folded and then underneath it, he's got a box of, of chocolate hearts or something like that. That'll help me remember, remember that I'm going to cut, tell that story there as well. So you can see that basically all I'm just doing is making it real easy for me to, in my head, to kind of see the concepts that, uh, that I'm going to be covering. And it makes it real easy for me to remember the, the stories. It helps me remember the bullet points. It helps me remember any of the the, the additional ideas that, that I want to get across. So, uh, so for Aesop's Fables, basically, I've got uh, a couple of different pictures there as well. So I've got the Aesop's Fable book in, in the third corner of the room. And, I, and on top of the book, I've got a movie camera. It's one of those old timey reel to reel movie cameras that, that we used to see in the, you know, in the 80s or 90s, whatever. The, uh, but that reel to reel movie, it tells me that we need to play the movie in our head. And then uh, and then caught up in the, the film is uh, the, is the uh, napkin from American Airlines. So it's an Air, American Airlines napkin. So that helps me remember that, you know, stories work really, really well because they, we don't have to memorize them. We just play the movie in our head. And then to tell my story about how I wrote that that presentation out on the cocktail napkin and um, and saved it for a whole year so that I could use it the next year. And then finally, in the last corner, we have the the Roman soldier, the palace guard. And, and really, uh, the only piece of evidence that I'm using for this final technique, which is the memory technique, is just the activity. So in order for me to remember that I was going to do the memory activity with you, I could just have that palace guard doing jumping jacks or something like that. So just something really, really simple. So so basically, that little memory technique, if you think about it right now, like as we kind of end the session here, if, you, if you've taken the time to, to picture all of those items, in um, as as I was kind of going through, then there's a good chance that you'll be able to recall most, if not all of them, fairly quickly and easily. And if you practice it once or twice, you'll remember everything. You'll remember every single one of those. So it makes it it makes it easier anyway, that it, and makes it a way to where you don't have to memorize every single thing that that you're going to say. It makes your presentations much more spontaneous. It makes them more fun, more fun, and it makes them more interesting. So hopefully this technique can be very very helpful for you. And I want to thank you for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. Don't forget to uh, to subscribe to the podcast and also don't forget to leave us a really good comment or leave us a good review. That makes it a whole lot easier for somebody else to find us. So we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.